This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. And now, a Business Radio special presentation of Dollars and Change. From the floor of the Wharton Social Impact Conference in Philadelphia, bringing together key players from the private, public, and social sectors to discuss innovative ways to create lasting social and environmental change. Here are your hosts, Nick Ashburn and Sandy Hunt. Welcome to a very special edition of Dollars and Change on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I'm Nick Ashburn. And hi, everyone. I'm Sandy Marrowhunt. We have been promoting this for a few weeks we now, have. and we are finally here, and broadcasting from the floor of the Wharton Social Impact Conference here in Philadelphia. And it's even more exciting than we could have imagined. I think I think the challenge is going to be not stopping and saying hello to all of the amazing people <laughs> that we're seeing here. I know. I'm also grinning ear to ear, but our entire team at the Wharton Social Impact Initiative, including us, mm-hmm. but also... You know, our co-hosts and collaborators, Catherine Klein and Cheryl Coleman, we've all been here. We've been putting a lot of effort into this event all year. Um, This is our fourth annual conference. And you know who we can't forget to thank? Who? Our producer, Matt Johnson. Matt Johnson. And thanks, Emily, too. But for the next two hours, we're going to be providing you access to some of the themes and experts that encompass today's whole conference. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to be talking about impact investing specifically. That's something we talk about on our show. It's a huge theme of our conference. Mm -hmm. It's also part of my title. Yes, it is. (laughs) Most importantly. That's the hottest thing in impact investing, your title. My title, Senior Director (laughs) of Impact Investing at the Wharton Social Impact Initiative. But really, you know, we're talking about impact investing. We're talking about place-based impact. We're talking about how do you, like, what are you investing in? Yep. Right? Yep. And I think that that's what is making today's conversation so interesting is we have a group of people. We're, we're preaching to the converted today, right? We have a room full of people who are excited about impact investing. I'm not sure we are. I think there might be some skeptics There's in some, the room. Okay. Well, I think that that's exciting, too. And, and the zeitgeist around impacting investing is so hot right now. Everyone's talking about it, but what does it actually mean? And I think that's been a lot of the fun of the conversations today is getting below the hood, really talking about what are the strategies we're using, how much investable product is out there, what research has been done, needs to be done. So we're answering a lot of these fun questions yeah, today. Yeah, is it hype? Is it real? What's mm-hmm. going on? So I think it's time to go to our first guest. It's really exciting. Um, it's, a, it's a dear friend of ours. Yay. Uh, welcome to the show, Rahana Nathu, who is the Vice President of Social Innovation at the Case Foundation. Thank you, guys. It's so wonderful to be here. Uh, we are thrilled to have you here. And um, for our listeners... You know, we have a, an expert here. Rahana had a uh, radio show in her <laughs> when she was in graduate school. So it's the best in the business to start off today's segment. Yeah, if that counts, I'll take it. Yep. And so let's start with um, some exciting things happening at Case. I think one project we wanted to start talking about because it's been recent news is this network map. Tell yeah. us what that is. Absolutely. Thank you for asking. So you guys know us well, for, but for those who don't, the Case Foundation has been working around impact investing for the last few years now. And the way that we've approached and, it. And just quickly. Yeah. It's, it's Steve and Gene Case, the exactly founders of AOL. Right. That is exactly right. Yes. right. So Gene uh, is our fearless leader um, and has really been uh, a great example of practice exactly what you preach. She's been an impact investor, honestly, quite long before we had the term formalized. Right. Yeah. Um, and so the foundation is really thinking about what can we do as field builders to actually create on-ramps to impact? Mm-hmm. And so we really have been focused on the investor perspective. And to really get this field to grow, we need to see capital flowing. And the best way to do that are to start targeting folks that have heard about it, know something about it, just don't know how to get started. So the, the impact investing curious That's audience. exactly <laughs> right. Impact well, curious. And well impact said. curious. Yes, exactly. Well said. So we started, we started that process quite tangibly, honestly. 
actually. So in 2013, I know you guys know this, but we curated the Short Guide to Impact Investing, which mm -hmm. really was an opportunity to take what was very a complex set of language and distill it into actionable items for investors. It was super interesting and I'm super so helpful. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm yeah. so happy to hear that. And this is, we'll, we'll retweet um, that report because it is a great digestible. Amazing. Even if you're just curious about this, this is a, a piece anyone can pick up and read. That's so love. great. That's so great. Anyone who's listening can go to shortguide.org to find it. Um, but we're in good company around research and reports. You guys have really <laughs> set the bar around being quite critical around Those measurement. academics, yeah. they, they hold a very high bar. <laughs> They're certainly right. So we did that. We did the report. And in the process of building the report, there were probably 300 to 350 conversations that we went through with investors to understand what are the barriers. And what we heard time and again, Gene wrote about this a little bit, but what we heard was the pervasive myths around impact investing continue to trouble us, right? The idea that it's concessionary or that it's philanthropy revisited or mm -hmm. that it's just a few folks. And so we were really taking that learning and decided it's time to create an on-ramp that is publicly available, open data focused, really a tool for any investor, any entrepreneur to start getting involved in understanding the ecosystem. And so that's where the Impact Investing Network Map comes in. So Excellent. essentially a relationship mapping tool, a data visualization tool that looks at historical transactions between investors and companies and starts to see what sectors, what asset classes, what amounts, what are we really talking about when we say impact investing? So, you know, when I think about a map, I think about Google Maps. Right. <laughs> like, so, so what is a relationship map? And I guess, like, how do you, how, what is it powered by? And this, Wharton, you know, Business yeah. Radio is powered by the Wharton School. What, what's, the, what's the network map Nick and I are by? powered by Diet Coke right uh, That's now. right. I'm certainly powered by coffee. That's absolutely a truth. Um, that's a great question, Nick. So the answer to the power question really has been um, a, an amazing experience in understanding the difficulty of open data. Mm. So our pilot version, the beta version, um, really is fueled by our data partners at Impact Space and Crunchbase. They have really worked to sophisticate and cull openly available information for us to really be able to reflect what is in their database. And what that database is, to the first part of your question, is an opportunity to see what really looks like an entire ecosystem. So when you invest in me, when I invest in you, the nature of that transaction, the investment details of that transaction, really start to paint a picture on what's happening. And Who's that we're what? linked. Exactly right. And that when we're linked, what other investors and companies are linked to us by shared value, shared mission. Um, and so we really enjoyed, actually, Nick, I know you've seen it, but it really looks like an evolving organism that fluctuates and ebbs and flows in real time. It's kind of minority report-ish. <laughs> like, it's, it's really technical, technologically savvy and super cool we'll to look at. We'll take that. Well, thank you. So what are you seeing? How are folks responding to this? How are they saying they use it? Who's using it? What do you know about that? And, and for our listeners who are curious if it's for them, tell us. If it is. Yeah. So we really, when we started on this project, we had a couple of hypotheses around who would use it. And I'm happy to say that I think a lot of them have been blown out of the water. I think oh, that's great. what we've learned on the investor side is the impact investing curious, if you will, if we can <laughs> repurpose that term. <laughs> the folks that really know something or have one example in mind, and that's really where the information highway stops, they are really passionate about learning more. Um, we've heard from wealth advisors that this really allows their clients to get quite educated. This is an interesting point. Yeah. yeah. And it's important for us, too, because what we wanted to make sure we didn't do was overcomplicate the due diligence process for wealth managers and advisors, right? We certainly don't want to create another step in the chain where they have to justify to clients mm -hmm. that we're doing X, Y, Z. But what we have heard directly from 
wealth advisors is, no, if our client has a really good idea of what an impact investment looks like, our conversation gets really technical quickly. And it takes out a lot of the ambiguity on what impact do you want to have? What do you care about when you think about getting into this space? This is Dollars and Change, and we are here (laughs) on the floor of the Wharton Social Impact Conference. And we are speaking with Rahana Nathu, who is the Vice President of Social Innovation at the Case Foundation. We're talking about this new network map that they've been working on. And so in in the session that I just moderated... We talked a lot about the wealth transfer mm-hmm. and that this is really like impact invest. The impact curious are mm-hmm. increasingly women mm-hmm. yep. of all ages, really, mm-hmm. but also millennials. Yeah. And so, you know, are we seeing a, a shift in demographics and, right. and is this the tool that they might be looking at? And let me just jump in with a quick uh, bit of information for our listeners. If you're not familiar, the wealth transfer is this. I don't know, I've heard 40 to $70 trillion <laughs> right. that is changing hands from boomers right. to those inheriting their capital. And so as the first boomers turn 70, 71 this year, we're starting to see that wealth transfer happen. And so the, the entire financial services industry is eager, yeah. to, to put it lightly, to yeah. understand where these folks want to put their capital. Well, I think that nuance is important. So I think when we talk about the wealth transfer, there's been a lot of conversation around boomers to next gen and millennial. Mm-hmm. But the other element, Nick, to your point was around women. The wise. Um, that's right. So there are a host of, of high net worth women that are really thinking about how to secure and protect their families, secure and protect their future, but also blend profit and purpose so much earlier in their lives than their partners typically did. And so for the Wealth Advisor audience, who historically has struggled a little bit when a family member passes to move their attention to the spouse, this could be a tool to really start to galvanize and educate a group of people that are morally and value-oriented, but don't necessarily have the tools. And so I think the wealth transfer is going to inform the adoption of this kind of tool. But I'll also say to our earlier conversation, hopefully the skeptics too. I mean, Mm -hmm. hopefully what we start to really push against is this misconception that it's a nascent and niche industry. Right, because people are, I think, at the earlier stages, especially the skeptics, they're saying, where are the deals? Right. Right. There's this, I hear both sides of the equation. If you're an entrepreneur, there's no money flowing to us. (laughs) Like there's, there are no investors, which I think is not true. And from the investor perspective, there's, uh, there are a bunch of people saying there aren't enough quality deals. And I think the network map sort of says, well, you know, we're starting to see that's not necessarily true. I think that's exactly right. And I think the, the, the important part, at least on a personal level, is that whole piece around inherent concessions around financial terms. Mm-hmm. So what the map allows you to do is start to understand how some of these companies have fundraised and from who. With dollar amounts and fundraising round amounts articulated there as much as the data will allow us. So now we're getting to a point, to your point, Nick, that we're getting very tactical about not only is it just a few here's the level, here are the ticket sizes that we're actually talking about. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. And I think when it comes to, you know, the, the clients and how they speak to their advisors, this gives them something to go in with. It's not saying, Hey, I'm thinking about impact investing or is there anything there? It's saying, I was really excited to see this deal. This really Mm -hmm. resonated with me. Do you Mm -hmm. have more like this? Mm -hmm. Can you give me something like this? And that agency, I think around talking about impact with your advisors around, you know, having the, the sort of confidence and information to start to inform your investments is really powerful and not happening nearly mm-hmm. as enough of it as it should. So I'm thrilled the tool's there for those advisors. Well, and so it's we're saying that it's there. It's in beta. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so when, right. when do we think that you know our listeners might be able to check it out at some point? Very happy to have you ask that, mm-hmm. Nick, because we need everyone that's listening, everyone on this conference room floor. We need everyone to jump in. So we are launching a call to action, if you will, in May. Um, to really start to ask the entrepreneurs and the investors and the intermediaries and even the impact curious, if you have engaged in a deal, you want to help us shape the 
ecosystem, you can go to the network map, uh, casefoundation.org slash network map. You can go directly to our data partner, Impact Space, and you can input your data in real time. Wow, so it's crowdsourced data. exactly right. Um, and over the course of the summer, we're going to start to see what data we end up with. We're going to get really technical <laughs> for ourselves on where are the holes and then really look to roll this out by the end of the year. So we're quite excited about well, that. Well, what, what I also love about it is that, you know, again, coming back, this is the Case Foundation, right. Steve and Jean Case, tech entrepreneurs <laughs> right. and, you know, <laughs> successful tech entrepreneurs right. that this is, you know, they're using their skills for this for impact investing too. They're coming back to their roots a little bit. That's exactly right. And the, and the tech for social good component, I think for me, for someone who does not have a tech background and is just so nerdy about the impact investing side of things, that has been the best lesson really, that technology really is there to help power these movements. And so we should leverage it at its best. Yeah. And then as we come to the end of our segment, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> I think that's, that's a great call to action for our listeners is yeah. look at your strengths, right. right? No one would have expected, you know, Stephen Jean Case, you know, tech with their tech savviness, what would they offer to social impact? Are they going to do the same thing that other high net worth individuals have done before? And they said, no, what's our unique additionality? We are, you know, we are expert around this technological, you know, opportunity to have broad reaching information in the hands of many people. And they were able to take that to the social impact space, which is just fantastic. It helps when you follow in the footsteps of an impact investing connoisseur like Gina. So that's certainly helpful. The very best. So what else is next? Just in probably 30 seconds, what's next for the foundation? Great question. So I think we're going to keep beating the drum. I mean, creating these on-ramps for us are so critical. Looking at the way that women and millennials at all asset levels is really going to be critical for us. And just making sure that we are getting the message around how to get activated tomorrow um, out into the public domain as best as possible. So more to come on that. Excellent. Well, make sure to follow us at Wharton Social and to follow Case Foundation on Twitter at Case Foundation. At Case Foundation to learn more. Thank you so much. This has been Rahana Nathu, who is the Vice President of Social Innovation at the Case Foundation. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.